If you love personal development and you're interested in awakening your awesome, you're going to love this upcoming podcast episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott here. Welcome back to the podcast episode. So here's the thing. I'm going to give this, I'm going to put this right up front. So first and foremost, this was a episode and an interview that I was a guest on another person's podcast. So Olivier Day out of uh, out of Montreal has this awesome podcast called Awaken the Awesome. And he reached out to me and asked if I wanted. So he heard myself on another podcast and he felt very inspired and very encouraged from the message that I shared on that other podcast. And he reached out and asked if I'd want to share a message on his podcast. So I'm going to tell you first and foremost. So first of all, Olivier, just wanted to thank you for being such a wonderful host. And thank you for just being a wonderful bundle of, of phonetic energy. And you were just bouncing around. And it was wonderful. It was just, I love having these conversations with people that are very inspired, people that are very excited, and people that are just living on purpose with what they want to do with life. So thank you very much for that wonderful conversation. And by all means, wherever you're listening to this podcast episode on my channel. There'll be a link below where you can check out Olivier's podcast, Awaken the Awesome. Now, first of all, I'm going to tell you guys, um, I know most of the people on my podcast come here for entrepreneurial advice and real estate advice and all that kind of Wonderful stuff. And if you go through all the, you know, 70 some odd episodes that are here up to this point, you will find probably 95% of it is on that topic. But one of the other passions that I have is I'm a student. I'm a lifelong student of personal development. I'm a lifelong student of uh, reading amazing, motivational, inspirational, encouraging books. I'm a lifelong student in myself. I'm a lifelong student in fulfilling my purpose, fulfilling intention, being a high performing person. And I'm just very mindful how I show up. And I always want to share what I learn with other people to help you inspire you and encourage you to show up to be the best version of yourself. So the podcast episode that you're about to listen to will be very little real estate content. But even though that it's very little, and I'm going to use some air quotes, which is terrible audio if you're using air quotes on a podcast, is it's it's going to be very little about real estate. And it's going to be essentially 98% that we're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about happiness. We're going to be talking about personal development. We're going to be, I'm sharing some stories here that I haven't shared on any of the other ones, even of my own episodes that I have on my podcast. And I'm sharing a lot of those stories here with you. So lean into this one. It jumps around a little bit. We talk about a whole bunch of different topics, but if you are a fan and you love personal development and you love the the works of Tony Robbins and Napoleon Hills and you just can't get enough of some positive messages on some motivation and in some inspiration and some encouragement, you will just thoroughly love this episode. And if you're more of the, where's the real estate, where's the pragmatic, how to tactical X's and O's real estate content, stick with it. Maybe if you're having resistance to the personal development side of things, resistance to the mindset side of things, maybe that what you are resisting is the one thing you need in order to take your business, your investing and your life up to the next level. Okay, gang, with all that being said, let's just jump right into the episode. So let's please help welcome Olivier Day. Okay, anyway, fancy intro happens to the back, but we were saying this off the air, but I'm going to say it again. It is such a thrill uh, when, you know, you've actually, you know, tapped into someone's content and someone who's uh, so dedicated to serving the other, because uh, everybody 
talks about, you know, living your purpose or everything. But for all the people listening, everybody knows this. And I'm very big about, you know, just giving is better than actually taking. And Russell definitely exemplifies that, guys. Because if you have not subscribed to his YouTube channel, you definitely should. Whether you're a real estate investor or not, whether you're a seasoned investor or not, whether you're curious about real estate investing or not, it is about real estate because there is a niche audience for that. But for me, what white resonates with me is because Russell brings a message of intentional service because, you know, even when the pandemic hit and he said it in his own podcast, he said like, you know what, I'm going to keep pushing out content. If anyone and everyone can actually use a little bit of nuggets to actually elevate themselves and educate themselves and actually do better, if this can serve someone, it's a job well done. And for that, I can only tip my hat uh, to people with such an earnest motivation of uh, personal truth and uh, of giving and something that needs to be celebrated. And for all that you've done and all that you do, Russell, we've only been connecting over the past couple of weeks. And I've definitely been a big fan since your interview on the uh, Real Estate Investors uh, Club podcast with uh, Terry Schauer, uh, who I need to also thank for this connection. I just want to say a heartfelt thank you. Thank you so much for your time and uh, availability. And welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Holy moly, I'm going to have a hard time walking out my door after that introduction there, my friend. <laughs> so Olivier, thank you very much. I'm just truly honored, honored to have this conversation, honored to serve, honored to be a guest on. I was going through, I was, I was binge listening to your podcast over the last couple oh, wow, of days. Thank and, you. and holy moly, you're 155 episodes deep. What are you, five years into this now? So yes, sir. that's yes, huge. Sir. Uh, you know, I always have a huge respect for somebody that takes a commitment to doing something of service and of value, helping people for that long of a period of time. Because if it wasn't this, you know, doing this podcast and riches, you know, all the wealth we get from doing all these podcast episodes, right? It's it's truly so a labor true. of love. And for you to do true. something 155 episodes and five years just shows the kind of person that you are. So, so thank you. Appreciate thank it. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm okay, excited. So now I'm that we, we've pumped each other's tires here, now we can just, <laughs> we can do a George Costanza mic drop. We're done, right? For sure. For <laughs> sure. On for a high sure. note. <laughs> it was such, it, it was such a, I was, I was really excited leading up to this conversation because as I was telling you off the air, it's basically, it's okay for anybody, we probably are going to talk a little bit about real estate because, you know, your pedigree speaks for itself uh, for anyone curious, but you know what, the greater message, if you will, is basically connecting and reaching out to that person, you know, listening to us because you know about hitting walls, you know about, you know, the confusion of, okay, what is out there for me? Or like, you know, feeling that, you know, there is, there is no way I'm going to get out of this or feeling at your rock bottom. And, you know, just listening to your content and listening to all the great messages that you push out, you are very much about intentional action, as in you understand that within us lies the decision to do better. And I was just wondering, is that something that has always been part of your personality or is it something that was there a trigger moment or what Dr. Phil calls a defining moment where you understood that, you know what, I need to actually just pivot. I need to make a decision right now. Well, you know, I... Great question. And, and nothing like jumping into the deep end of the pool right off the bat with <laughs> some heavy hitting questions right off the bat. And, you know, if I was to really kind of think back on it is it's maybe just because of a commitment to finding purpose and finding myself in essence. I believe each of us who are listening to this is our own best experimentation and personal development. We're our own lab. We're our own, you know, judge of if we're moving forward or not. And for me, it's just been, it's truly been, I guess if I could really sum it back, it would have probably been my personal development journey would have started probably when I was fairly young. But the time it really kind of struck home for me, that was kind of like that moment that kind of pivoted things to take it to the next level would have been probably when in my university days probably second or third year was having um having some tr challenging times right there i i would say it's probably was undiagnosed uh, depression at the time it was an undiagnosed a lot of those things were just was having some being in a funk and just um not knowing what was going on and just there was a lot of brain fog going on and just things were just not connecting in 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 the old coconut between the right ear and the left ear and it just kind of slowly led me down a path of trying to, first of all, heal myself at the time. I didn't know what was going on. Mm, and okay. I had some some help and went to see some professionals and they prescribed some drugs to me and you know antidepressants and all that kind of stuff. And 
I just hated, I actually felt worse on the drug than I did off. So I quit that and I had to find a way of how to just kind of get out of it. And really at that time, it really started with just reading some amazing books. Ogmandinos, the Napoleon Hills, some of the old classic personal development books. And then I would say probably the most, one of the most influential is for a lot of people that probably would say they got their start in the journey of personal development was seeing a giant six foot eight guy with big giant teeth on an infomercial at two o'clock in the morning and Tony Robbins way back in the early 90s. Everyone, everyone. The Guthy Ranker cassette tapes, him and Fran Tarkenton on these stupid, cheesy infomercials. I remember those. And I remember personal those. power. And I bought those personal power cassette tapes and I burnt out battery after battery in my big, giant yellow brick Walkman and big fuzzy earbuds. And I had to have a the old Bic pen cassette and the cassette tape. I don't to, feel dated to, at to, all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for all you young youngins out there that have on your in your in these fangled device called our phones where you have 10,000 songs at a, out of a push a button us old timers had to go and we had to listen to a cassette tape and we had to rewind A-side, it with a big and we had to rewind it with a big pen in order so we didn't burn our batteries out <laughs> right and that would have been kind of the the start of the you know, the inception moment for if any of our movie fans, inception was the inception moment for me that there is something greater than maybe the life I'm living. There's something greater out there. And it has truly started me on better part of a, a lifelong quest. And I just love your your title of your podcast is Awaken the Awesome. I'm going to give you a quick feedback. Maybe it should be called Awakening the Awesome because it, we're all in a process, right? It's a process of awakening our awesomeness Ooh. within within us, right? Oh, so, this is so cool. So wow. t- to make a, a painfully long story short is it kind of would have been, it would have been out of desperation that I had some challenging times with some mental illness, if you will. And I chose to just power my way through it and positive think my way through it. And just it led me on this journey of trying to better myself. And then when I'm bettering myself, making a commitment to share that with anybody who wants to listen, right? I've had so many amazing books and mentors and people that have helped me on my journey and on my elevator ride up and my elevation that I think it's now time that I send the elevator back down and anybody who wants to get on that elevator, let's just keep moving forward. And if anyone wants to listen, doing these kind of podcasts and just sharing this and connecting with wonderful people like yourself, I'm just happy to do it. I could do these kind of episodes and these kind of podcast interviews all day long. Oh, wow. Well, I'm sure you can because there's so tremendous energy, so much truth there. Um, I, I can't just skip over it. I just also want to applaud you, uh, really, because having dealt with uh, with some mental issues myself and because that's something I've really learned to resonate with, uh, not just mental health as a whole, but also specifically for men, because coming from the Caribbean myself, uh, you know, Black Caribbean men, we don't talk about that. We just don't. It's just something that we just choose to live with, you know, bearing the mask of masculinity. But uh, I have to celebrate you because most people don't acknowledge that. And second, even worse, uh, they don't get the help that they need. So that's definitely a high five there uh, because Asking people listening for help to this is one of the hardest things to do. It's just it's so hard. And, you know, to be brutal, truly honest, uh, I would have a feeling this over this past year of this whole COVID thing. I probably had another episode that I've, I was going through. And, um, and I just find out I start hiding, I start playing small, I just starts, you know, shrinking down a little bit. And I just have to be awareness. So now, over all these years of working on myself, I can quickly assess or quicker assess when the problems start happening. And then I have to address it very quickly. And just finding a community of like-minded people, having wonderful conversations, getting involved with masterminds. I just started getting involved with a wonderful mastermind of, I think there's no, was there 22 of us, 22 of us guys. And a good friend of mine out of Ottawa said, hey, Russ, we meet Thursday mornings. And I go, awesome. Count me in. I'm in. And I said, I'm committing to join this mastermind. And I said, his name is Rich. And I said, Rich, just uh, please tell me what Thursday morning means to you. And he goes, yeah, 7 a.m. And I go, oh, Rich, you know, you, you know, I'm on Pacific time. So that's four in the morning wow. for me. And I said, I committed, I'm in and spilled been showing up every Thursday morning. So, <laughs> but wow. just 
belonging to a community, belonging to a group of, you know, in our my case, it's a group of guys, and we're exploring some really interesting topics. We're exploring our spirituality. We're exploring our businesses. We're exploring how we show up as fathers. We're sh- exploring how we show up as husbands. We're exploring how we show up in our relationship. We're ex- exploring how we come across through our business, how we communicate, how we step into greatness, if you will. Wow. See? And that speaks a lot. And I'm happy you brought that up. Because there's that, what my next question is basically twofold because I understand, and I'm sure you've dealt with this going along your journey. Of course, you have to also go to recognize that there's something going on, but it's so how you, you actually mentioned, you know, you answered for it for me how it's important to actually ask the help from the right people. All right. But what I wanted to say, if you could, you know, touch on it, is through your own experience, you realize that you, you are not defined by a set script, as I say. You always, because a lot of people listening to us always think that, okay, this is what I have, this is the hand I've been dealt with, and this is it for me. And a lot of times people fail to understand that your script, you are the one writing it. And through your experience, and I was hoping you can actually extrapolate on that, basically, you know what? Every day is your opportunity to actually write your own story. And I was wondering, wondering if that's something that you know you had to recognize eventually. Well, absolutely. Well, let's put it this way. if Let's just think about it from the opposite. If you're just, if somebody else is writing it for you, (laughs) I don't know if I like the author sometimes, right? So in order to accept when things go really good, you have to accept when things are really bad at the same time, because sometimes it's the silence between the notes that creates the beautiful music. So I 100% agree that you need to take control of authoring your own life, authoring your own day, because, you know, life is hard enough as is without having a good manuscript and without having your hand on the pen writing that. So it's, it's already difficult enough. Just imagine if you just completely just released it out there and you had no say and you had no responsibility, you had no accountability to it. It would be a hard, a hard life to live. It'd be even harder, right? And one of the things I believe, and this is just one of my beliefs, is most people are lacking purpose, right? I think we're having a lot of crisis of purpose with things. Like if most people were living on their purpose, you know, there's a wonderful book over your, I might be getting it wrong, but it might be over your left shoulder with Start With Why, Simon Sinek. If most people really would watch that TED talk of Start With Why and just understand that within your core of what you do, you start with your grounding reason why you're doing it. And if more people were intentional on their whys and they aligned from top to bottom their actions with their why, there'd be a lot less problems in this world, a lot less problems. This is so true because we spend so much time, so much energy, so much resources, so much, so much everything on things that inherently don't matter. I've been guilty of this. I've been guilty of this. You spend so much time worrying, complaining, losing sleep over things that drain you, that do not bring you any form of return on investment on your well-being, that take time away from your family. And we spend so much time thinking that, you know, there's some kind of fatal like energy somewhere, you know, just just imposing this on us, particular circumstances notwithstanding. But a lot of people listening to us know this, that, you know what, there's no fatality certain things that you can overcome. You definitely can overcome. And I want to talk about fear for a second, because a lot of times I've heard this in a lot of conversation we've had, and there's a lot of, first of all, fear, first of all, looking into the mirror and realizing all the work that has to be put in, but also listening to people like you, if we're just going to take real estate investment as, as an example, right? It's like, I could never get into real estate. Like, look at Russell. Russell has had so many properties. He's bought 100 properties. He's been doing this forever. He makes it look so easy. I could never do that. I could never do that. And how... How can you? How do we address people on the very important aspect, which is probably a first step, if you will, just walking through that threshold? Fear of flight. What are we afraid of, Russell? What are we afraid of? Well, interesting to note. So a couple things unpack that you just said there. I'm gonna I'm one hundred percent gonna get to the fear component, but sure. but sure. I wanna talk about the the worry. Oh, you opened a, a little bit of Pandora's box about the worry, if you will. People worry about lots of things. And interesting is nobody's immune to it. Nobody's immune to or no everybody suffers a little bit from the worry, if you will. Some people more than others. And you know, I have some famous 
cl- uh, stories within some of my clients and some of them just uh, on the outside looking in, they're just got multiple businesses and they're just crushing it and they're doing stock trading and they're real estate investing and they got multiple business and they're doing fantastic. But what it comes down to is they're losing sleep over things that they're worried about. They're worried about the business going away. They're worried about the stock market turning. They're worried about they're worried about their real estate, the tenants leaving. And it's just all these things that just compound and stack. And everybody would just maybe if you're on the outside looking in is go, why would you be worrying about anything? You got it all going on. But we all have those things, right? So for example, with a client like that, if I was working with them, and I am working with them, one of the things we're working on is we're building up the resilience. We're building up the mental toughness. We're doing some challenging things to put worry in its perspective, right? We would do an exercise, for example, is let's, okay, let's imagine everything was wiped out. You lost everything. Let's just do this example. Humor me for a second. You lost everything, Job gone, business gone, stock market tanks, all your tenants leave. What would you do? Oh, I would panic and I'd, you know, I'd freak out. Okay, well, what would we do? What would wow. we just start? And and then I would get them to start an exercise that essentially what eventually they come out and they go, you know what? I'd build it back stronger than ever because I had all those experiences. And sometimes you need that devastation to happen in order to fix it and change it. Okay, so now let's go into today's day and age when that same person is you're not going to lose everything overnight, but what can we put in place to help backstop this? Then what can we do is maybe do some mental toughness challenges. Some, you know, the one that's famous out there, which I've now done twice, I've failed on my third time, three times. But if you've heard of the 75 hard challenge where yes, I have, yes, I have, I've done it twice and I've failed three times on my third time to do it for multiple different reasons, all excuses I'm making, but but I have it. I have failed it. But what I'm trying to do is with this client is let's do this challenge. Let's start building out your your mental resiliency that if any of these things do happen, you're now strong and um, you're resilient and you've got the grit that you can actually build it back stronger than ever. And whenever that, so that's on one side, we build up the mental strength. And then on the other side, we find ways to calm our nervous system, find ways to meditate, find ways to just get present in the situation to start identifying when the worrying starts coming in and quickly click into triggering it in a positive way. Use the worry for the fuel to take the action as opposed to having the worry paralyze you into not doing a thing. Okay. So, so those are just a couple things. So that's a little bit about the worry, but so I believe worry and fear are fairly closely tied together. When one happens, usually fear is a close relative there as well. My, my thing that I tell people with, one of the reasons why you're fearful of something is probably because you haven't done the reps. You haven't done enough work in it. You haven't educated yourself. You haven't surrounded yourself with the proper people. You haven't put yourself into challenging situations to test out the scenario. Like, for example, I'll, I'll make this real for everybody. Usually when I talking to people about this thing called fear, I'll pop up on the screen. Let's say it was a, uh, we had a visual presentation. I'll pop up a picture of a firefighter, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who's sitting there and the firefighting is somebody, and we could just be out where I'm out in British Columbia, the forest fires, and there's firefighters there. What do most people do when they see something on fire? Most people, what do they do, Olivier? On fire? Yeah, when something's on fire, what do they typically, what do most people do? They run. They run away, right? That's most people. There's a select few that will do what? They'll pick up their phone and call 911. Yes. And then there's even the smallest percentage of people will do what when they see fire? They will try to They'll run into it to try to Mm -hmm. save people, right? Now... A firefighter, if he was sitting here in the picture of it, you'd see him he'd have the helmet on and the screen and the oxygen mask and the protective gear and, and oxygen and an axe and a hose, and he's equipped to go into that fire, right? So that's what I firmly believe is that we need to equip ourselves with the tools to run into the fear, 
Okay, so how do you right. equip it? You equip it by finding other people who have gone into the fire before you learn what they have for their helmet and their gear, the oxygen, the, the mask, the axe, the hose. And then the other thing you have to do is you have to train. You have to train how to be able to carry that hose into the fire. You have to train how to wear the hose. You have to train how to point the hose over here on the water to where the fire is going. You want to douse where it's going, not where it's been. Right. So you get equipped to handle the fire. And I use now just substitute fear for fire. So how do you deal with fear is you get equipped with the right team, the right equipment, the right hoses, the right helmet, the right oxygen, the right tools to be able to use that adrenaline to break records right? To step up when you're called upon. And that's what you do is you step up and you serve at a greater level when the fear is at its greatest. And that takes training and that takes time. Takes time. Takes time. Wow. Does that fall into your terrific acronym, the team acronym? Because it's it's so awesome. When I heard about it, it was like, I had never never deconstructed that way, but thank you for the wonderful visual. But I really want to just—I really want to introduce it to people. I, I wasn't thinking about it, but you just, just listening to you talk about it. There's this wonderful acronym that you you actually developed, and it just basically encapsulate everything in terms of again, whether it's real estate or a personal project. You know, whether it's launching a business or putting putting the right steps in place. This totally speaks to it. Please tell us about the team acronym. Here's um. Here's the way I'll set I'll set the context is so I have conversations and consultations with people all day long and everybody one of my favorite questions to ask people it's funny I asked this question three times today with the people I talk to is um, I ask the question what's stopping you and then I'll shut up I I will let people tell me like seriously okay like and I'll just give an example so we we're I was talking with this uh, lady today and she. She's had a wonderful experience in real estate so far. She's bought a place for like three hundred and ten thousand. It's now worth six twenty in five years. She made fifty thousand dollars a year in the appreciation. Wow. And I asked her a question. I go, "How long do you have to work in order to make fifty thousand dollars?" She goes, "Geez, a long time." I go, "Okay, well, that was just your side hustle. You did that." And so I asked her a question: "Is okay? Do, are you able to qualify for more financing?" Yes. Do you have capital to buy more another property? She says yes. Do you know where you want to buy a place? Yes. And I go, "Well, what's stopping you?" And then I'm doing this intentionally as a dramatic pause because I want to hear what comes next from her. And what will happen is if you ask that question and you let the person respond, there will be one of five things that will stop people in the context of real estate, context of business, a context of a lot of things. There'll be one of five buckets that will stop people. And my, my job and my goal is a good coach and a good servant and a good steward to help people move forward is to help you bust those five things. So the five things are the T stands for time. So a lot of people just say, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to do this. I don't have the time to focus on this. I don't have the time. Okay, got it. That's one. The E stands for education. I don't have the education. I don't know how to flip a property. I don't know how to Mm -hmm. buy a property. I don't know how to qualify for mortgage. So that's the education. That's E. The A stands for attitude or fancy, another fancy word for mindset. Maybe you don't have the mindset. Maybe you are a little risk averse. Maybe you just don't have a, you know, the resourcefulness to get it done. So that's time, education, attitude, and the M stands for money, okay? So maybe you don't have the money. But here's the beautiful thing, is if you have the time, the education, and the attitude, you can find a way to get the money, okay? And then the last variable, which is spells out T-E-A-M, which is the variable of team. So either you're lacking the time, you're lacking the education, you're lacking the attitude, you're lacking the money, or you're lacking the team. Everything that is stopping you from moving forward will be in one of those five things. Wow. And you can really apply this to anything. And that's the beauty of it, because no matter how much I try to spin it, I just write any type of goal that you would want to accomplish. Those buckets always come up, you know, in terms of limitations, whether in terms of excuses, (laughs) because it's very important to keep people accountable. And I love the way you put it. You know, if you're sitting across from a client and you're actually holding them accountable, and I appreciate this, the same way you did it just now in this exercise, just leaving that awkward silence, where you realize that, you know what, I can't do the work for you. I can help you. But it's important to hold ourselves accountable. And how important is accountability to you? Because often you talk about failure is not an option. What you tell yourself, you need to build a plan. You need to be focused. But people forget that. 
get lost in translation because they just think that, okay, we just do it today and then tomorrow it'll just take care of itself. How important is the consistency into, you know, the process? Yeah. Well, it's it's everything, in my opinion. Now, let me let me continue that same story that I was sharing. So a lot of times people, when you, when you, you know, and I'm not trying to be a, a jerk about this when I have these conversations, I'm just really trying to get really crystal clear in the, in the shortest period of time. It's like in that conversation I have with that person who was able to qualify for money. She's had a wonderful experience. She actually has the capital. She knows where she wants. She even has a realtor and stuff like that. And I asked the question is, okay, so what's stopping you? And the answer usually with some people in order to just get me to back off a little bit, will say, nothing, nothing's, I'm nothing stopping me. I go, is that true? And they go, well, yes, nothing's stopping me. Okay, well, then why haven't you done it? I go, well, well. So then I'm essentially holding them a little bit accountable. And they can say, well, we're going to do it now. And I go, okay, pull out your calendar. Well, how does 30 days look for you? Uh, what do you mean 30 days? So let's say it's the 15th right now. So next month on the 15th at 10 in the morning, I'm going to call you. And are you going to have it done? Uh, some people will sit there and go, yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. Or some people just, ah, 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 ah. So, okay, if if the answer is delay in a little, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, usually Ooh. they'll say is, okay, let's really dive deeper. What? is stopping you. There's something stopping you. So let's really un, un, let's unpack this a little more. Or if the person says, nothing's stopping me, call me next month at 10 in the morning. I'll make a note in my calendar and I'll send the, send that person a note at, one month later and I'll say, how did you make out on the conversation with the mortgage broker, the place that you're looking, how many properties have you analyzed, and have you got an offer accepted? And wow. the person, they told me that that's what they were going to doing and nothing was going to stop them. And if something's stopping them, then I'll we'll open the conversation up again is what's stopping you. And it's a very powerful, powerful question for somebody to ask of you. But it's also a very powerful question for you to ask yourself is like, of truly, yourself. what is stopping me from doing this? I, I've been calling a bunch of BS on myself here as I'm saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm shooting all over myself. Right. And what is truly stopping me? And just asking that question of yourself is being, you know, sometimes a lot of people are looking for a coach, a third party outside influence coach. But honest to goodness, I think we're all our best coaches for ourselves is if you've done some personal development work and you have a desire to serve and help others at a deeper level, no different than our own personal, you know, immune systems. And I know that's a hot button right now, but I believe we have our own personal immune systems within our bodies. Don't get me wrong. I'm going and I'll get my vaccination. I'll roll up my sleeve and I'll get my vaccinations, right, at the same time, because I believe in the science of, of that. But at the same time, I think we should just, everybody should take a little personal accountability to their own coaching of themselves. And because here's the thing, the answers lie within you already, right? They really you do. You hear that a lot. It is. And, and it, so, but here the way I said that, the answer is either a lie within you or it already is in within inside of you. There's a lot of people that have the answers. They think they have the answers, but it might be what they think other people want or something maybe not what they want for themselves. But if you truly just take some time to just sit with the question, what do I want? What's working? What's not working? And what's stopping me? If you just ask those questions right there, if you ask those questions every week of yourself at a set time, and you truly sit with it to come up with answers, you will change your life in a course of years. Spectacular. This is true. Because the most time you're spending and at any given time is with yourself. I don't care whether you're going to your job, you're going to the gym, you're going to the grocery store. Sure, you have lots of obligations, but that number one person you're spending the most time with is you. So that person deserves your attention, deserves your preoccupation, deserves your care, deserves your education, deserves your basically your implication. You need to take care of you because you can't give what you don't have. Yeah, an, an, early, an, an early mentor of mine once told me something is wherever you go, there you are. So, oh, I love that. Right. You, you, I better, have that written in one of my daily affirmations. Oh, really? Well, there, there <laughs> it is. Wherever you go, there you are. So, so you better be very intentional on who you bring with you. Right. And, and every, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not sitting here as a, a perfect being. I'm flawed. I have major challenges with things. I make stupid mistakes with a lot of things. But I'm at least committed to the process to try to get better on a daily basis. And if I had a crappy day today, I'm going to make an intention to reflect upon it. What can I change? And tomorrow when I start my next day, I'm going to make, a, I'm going to make better choices and make better decisions. 
And each day I get up is a choice to try to make myself a little bit better. But often enough, you know this as well as I do, a lot of us often get bogged down or discouraged by that one failure. And you keep telling us, you know, I've watched a lot of your videos to know this. Failure is also part of the formula. Failure is part of the process. Failure is inevitable. And you need to get the same way you need to get comfortable with the fear. You also need to get comfortable with the fear. I'm not saying that you need to fail. Whether I'm not sure how you feel about it, whether it's say a fail often or, you know what, deal with the failures because they will happen. How, how do we get clear about how to handle the failure? Well, you know what? It's one of those things is failing is I truly believe the fail is really the only way you can potentially fail is if you stop and you quit. Like, truly, like, but it, don't get me wrong. There's sometimes if something ain't going right, you know, you want to, you, you have to try, you have to quit and try something else. Like that's a, that is a very nuanced conversation of when to quit, when to fail, when to pivot. But, and I think it, it all comes down to, if it really comes down to a purpose, if it comes down to a why, and it comes down to your intention, the only way you can fail on that, if you're truly committed to it, is if you quit on it, right? You might pivot, you might change, you might change the direction a little bit. But, you know, to be honest, each of the fail, each of the little fails along the way is just a data point, right? I don't know about you, but I used to play a lot of golf, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm maybe getting back into it again. I even tried my hand professionally for a little while as well. But when you're sitting out on the driving range and you hit one big, you flail one way off to the right, it hits the net over on the side. You go, oh, oh I'm going home. <laughs> I failed. Man, do I suck. I'm a hack. Pack up my bag and go home. And there's still another 100 golf balls sitting, sitting in the tray. It's a data point. You 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 hit a crappy shot. So okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to check out this time? Okay, maybe I'll aim a little bit left. Maybe I'll swing, cut, hit right through it. What did my coach last say? Okay, turn my hand over a little bit. Okay, and work this one through. Okay, this one snapped left. Oh geez, okay, I'm a failure. Oh no, right? It's another data point. And then you slowly just getting each of the data points to eventually where you want to get to, and just using each one of those results that you get from taking the action to take better action on the next shot, right? Wow. Powerful. I wanted to piggyback on that one because data points and references and how to deal with those obstacles. You said it yourself, you know, if you have no more obstacles, your goals aren't big enough. But for me, and again, this is just me asking the question because one of my biggest hurdles, if you will, in long my journey is also dealing with the naysayers you know, those toxic people, every time you talk about your big goals and your big dreams and your big ambitions, you're often met by, yeah, that's nice, but are you really want to do that or don't do that? Or why would you want to do that? Don't get into that. I did that and I failed and you shouldn't. So that's what, and we get sidetracked and we get in, we, we, we get discouraged because you know what, we're surrounded by people well-meaning Sometimes, you know, some people really close to us, but, and often we get discouraged. And I was wondering if there's something, first of all, that you experience and how can you help those listening to us on this call, basically, you know, how to deal with that discomfort of having to deal with our surroundings when they're not really being that encouraging for our journey. So there's a couple things. Um, the first thing I'm going to say to everybody is it is natural. Uh, and I'll give an example. So today I sent out a, and like I said, I'm not perfect in any stretch of the imagination. Send out an email to my database today. Okay. I sit there and, you know, you take some time and effort and you pour your heart into it. And it's just a really, in a, what you think, a really in-depth message. It's talking about one of your recent podcast episodes. You send out a note and then all of a sudden, let's say there's 5,000 people on the database and it comes back and 14 people unsubscribe. And I'm sitting there and I look at it and I go, why is that person unsubscribing? What is that? What did I do? You know, what's going, you know, the person unsubscribes. Like, so, you know, you didn't say anything about the 3,600 people that opened it, right? So you didn't do any of that kind of things, but you, you dwell and focused on the 14 unsubscribes. So the point I'm trying to say is, guys, it's natural that that's typically what we do as people. So it's one of those ones, as I tell everybody, is awareness is the first step. So aware that you're doing that, I'm dwelling on the unsubscribes in my life, right? Which is, I get it. That's not right. So you process that very quickly and you quickly pivot into what about the 3,600 people that opened it and you're potentially helping them move forward. So if you just pivot the thought process from the unsubscribe to the people that opened it and 
focus on how to serve the people that open your messages, not the people that unsubscribe. Because here's the thing is, there's always going to be people that unsubscribe and that's okay, right? As a matter of fact, they're on their own journey and they need to have a different path. And maybe you're just not their cup of tea, which is totally fine, but you're somebody's cup of tea. So start pouring your tea into other people's cups that you're their cup of tea. Wow. That really harkens back to something that um, Malcolm Gladwell said uh, in a TED talk uh, where he talked about, you know, there are there is no perfect Pepsi. There are only perfect Pepsis, as in your flavor, whether it's Diet Pepsi or Pepsi Zero whatsoever. Some people like it, some people don't. You are not for everybody, you know, whether it's your personality, whether it's your content, whether it's your business, you are not for everybody. My wife has an iPhone. I have an Android. That it's perfectly okay. We can still live together. But well, I still, I think you're still okay, right? So you okay. were able to set this a call up and all this stuff with with a, with an Android. So we're there. You go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to keep you too long. I just had one last question. They're basically because that's something that you uh, and your business partner Jason, uh, was it Jason, I forgot. Yeah, Jason. Yeah. yeah, Jason. I'm sorry. I'm taking notes as well. <laughs> But when you guys uh, were, were basically deconstructing uh, basically the basic tips for anyone beginning into real estate, it's not really about those tips, but the, the way you guys started it, the most important thing that you mentioned, both of you, in your own individual way was why. It's not just why you want to get into real estate, but again, Simon Sinek, why are you on this journey? Why do you want to get better? Why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to stop stop smoking? Why do you want to, you know, make more money at your job? Why do you want to read more? Why is something that escapes us? And sometimes it sounds all woo-woo and stuff, but you never fail to bring it back. Your journey, your plan, your vision has a lot to do with your internal values and your why. And that is going to be a guiding compass. But for a lot of people listening to us, and I know this because I've dealt with it, the why gets confusing, the why gets messed up. Yeah, yeah, I want to change the world or yeah, I want to have 10,000 downloads or yeah, I want to get into real estate and I want to have like passive income and stuff. But how do we just sit with ourselves and then how do we properly learn to identify our why? Would you have a couple of tips for us? Well, here, here's the thing. And here's an exercise I get most of my coaching clients, well, most, I should say all of my coaching clients when we first start working together is one of the first things we do is they create a vision board a vision board for what okay. they want to accomplish in their life. And I don't care how they do it, whether they get a big giant poster board and cut out magazine articles or get a Canva thing and just pictures in it or make it a multimedia seven camera shoot with stereo microphones. I, I don't care how they do it, to be honest, I really don't. But what I, what I want them to do is they have to take and I give them a couple weeks to put together a vision board of what they want to accomplish with their life on a spiritual level, on a f family level, on a financial level, on a health level, on, you know, do you want to learn new skills? Do you want to travel someplace? And, and they just come back and in two, I give them a couple weeks to do that exercise. And then what they have to do is they have to come back and they have to present me their vision board. They present it to me. And, you know, I care about what's on it. But what I really care about is I like watching them, how they interact and how they light up. And I, I can tell pretty quickly by reading energies and reading things of just watching people of something that I might just call BS on them. I go, I, I'm not feeling that. You say you want to build this house on out in the farm and yada, yada. I'm not sensing. I'm not getting that. Right. They say, well, you know, it's the parents and I think my dad wants me to do it or whatever the story is. I get people to really build that vision of themselves and to a point that, you know, I have many clients that when they're presenting their vision board to me, they'll cry. They will they will physically bring emotion no and tears into how they want to give back, how they want to serve, how they want to help, how they want to give back to the children, who they want to become. Because that's actually one thing that I'm I'm looking at. And I have a famous saying is if your why won't make you cry, it's not strong enough. Right. So there has to be some emotion involved with it. So that's what I usually get them people to start with is building out a vision board. And if you want to take it another step, an early coach of mine, Les Hewitt, last conversation I had, he says, take your vision board, put some music to it. And then listen to it every single day with some music and really power and get more senses into it every single day for 30 days. And that'll even strengthen it even more. So just get that vision board. And then the next exercise after that is get your core values 
And then I want people to do is to get their core intention in life. Like, what is your core intention? Like, how do you want to have your day measured at the end of the day to see if you've had yourself a wonderful day? For example, mine is how I sign my off all my podcasts is how I sign off all my emails is on my letterhead of my business. And my core intention is how I want people to feel after our interaction. I want people to feel inspired, encouraged, and knew that I came from a place of love. Even if it was a tough conversation, I still came from a place of love. So inspiration, encouragement, and love is my core intention, is core intention of life. And that's the lenses that I look at. Everything I do is to make sure that I leave people feeling inspired, encouraged, and came from love. Or came from a place of love. Yeah. Wow. I can't put it any simpler because, again... You know what? This is the definitely the energy that I'm feeling, not just from watching all your videos and, you know, listening to your podcast, but I'm really, I'm really touched by this wonderful time. Russell, it's, uh, I can't put it any simpler for anyone who has been listening to this, because for me, it's also a way to connect with the other person because we only have one one shot at this thing called life. So when someone decides... Well, unless to you're give... Shirley MacLaine, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. But when someone decides, actually chooses, like, you know, just to lend me a little bit of their their sandbox, basically just taking some time out of their, their busy day to uh, connect. This has been a very uh, elevating conversation, Russell, because uh, I learned so much. And as I knew it, this was not going to be a conversation about real estate. It's definitely an individual who I truly admire. And uh, I really want to thank you uh, for this tremendous amount of uh, wonderful insights that I'm sure a lot of us uh, can benefit from. Uh, it's been a true honor and a thrill. I really want to say a heartfelt thank you. Oh, honored to serve. Thank you. Of, we all have a parting, basically as a, a little habit, you know, parting tradition on the podcast where I just basically leave the floor open to the guests. It's kind of a, you know, open forum type of thing, whether it's a book recommendation, a particular quote, or just a, a daily affirmation, anything, someone that I like to call that next step that someone can wake up tomorrow and uh, take that next step towards the next level. Would you have anything to leave the listeners with? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to leave you with a book that... Um... Not a lot of your listeners, not a lot of them might not know. And it's a corny book in many respects. And even the author will say it's corny in many respects. It's called The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Five Second Rule. Yeah, it was a wonderful, it came at a wonderful time for, for myself of personal development. I was really stuck on something. And essentially, it's not the five second rule of if you drop a piece of food on the floor, you got five seconds to eat it before <laughs> it doesn't count or something. It's actually, it's... If you're feeling stuck in something and you have that intuition within you of that you have to do something, okay, you typically have five seconds to move and take action upon it or else it'll be gone. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful little active, uh, an action activation exercise. So let's say I'm sitting there and I have a thought and the thought I have is, you know what, I have two more emails that I need to get to follow up with some wonderful people that could be sponsors for your podcast. Just throwing that out there. And you're sitting there going, you know, I should, I'm tired, but I should do it. And what you have to do is if you have that thought, you need to go five, four, three, two, one, blast off, move. And then what you do is you get into action of moving towards taking action on it, as opposed to just letting it go. So most people will have the idea and they'll just say, ah, well, you know, the Avengers is on. I want to finish watching this. No, five, four, three, two, one, blast off. Let's go. Let's answer those two last emails. Spectacular. Yeah, and it's a wonderful little, it's, it's a short book. It's an easy book. And it's one of those books. There's a wonderful story in, in how Mel Robbins came up with it. There's also, I believe, a TED Talk that she did as well in there too. Mel we'll Robbins. And uh, a short book, easy to read, and it's wonderful to help you if you're feeling stuck to get into action. Five-second rule. Yep. Five-second rule, definitely. If I, I'm just you talking about it, that's a great sell. I'm definitely getting it. I am so getting it. Uh, if the listeners want to connect with you uh, following this call, if they want to you know, reach out, are there particular places we can direct them to? Yeah, just the simplest would be everything is wrapped around my personal brand and my, my name. If you spell, type out Russell Westcott, Dot com. Not when you start typing in Russell West, it'll come up as Russell Westbrook. I'm and and when you do, so you've been around the block. Well, you when, when you when you see that, you'll know that I'm definitely not him. I'm not a I'm not an NBA basketball player, right? So no, so it's it's definitely. Russell Westcott. 
W-E-S-T-C-O-T-T. And from there, everything revolves around uh, around the name. And you can find me throughout my social media channels or my website or podcast or everything through there as well. Terrific. Terrific. I will definitely link all the proper links uh, on the blog post once it goes, goes live. Guys, my guest has been Mr. Russell Westcott, coach, real estate investor, a tremendous individual of uh, great insight, knowledge, wisdom, and care. Terrific energy. I can't thank you enough, Russell. Guys, if this conversation has resonated with you, please share it. As you know, we always try to push the message forward. I can't thank you enough uh, for always supporting us. Stay safe, stay blessed, as always do. Stay awesome. Hey, hey, hey. So I sure hope you enjoyed this episode. So, you know, you're probably sitting there going, Russell, I was a little bit of a departure from your normal podcast and you went really deep into the woo-woo side of things. But you know what? Sometimes you need to go into the woo-woo side of things and the mindset and the, the positive affirmations and the entire work on personal development. Sometimes you need to go deep into that pool in order for you to take the next step that's right for you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more of these kinds of episodes, by all means, please leave some feedback, send me a note. If you're interested in connecting on maybe having a conversation about how I can maybe help you with um, some coaching or help you with a quick mental reframe, if you're stuck and you're struggling with something right now, if you just maybe need a little a little guidance and a little push in the right direction, by all means, reach out. Wherever you're listening to this, there will be an opportunity for you to um, hit the um, consultation button. I have consultations all the time. And if you're interested in maybe an ongoing coaching relationship, I would be honored to have that conversation to see if I can help you move forward. You know, I'm just very, very blessed that I'm working with some amazing people right now. And I was sitting there just kind of taking inventory of all the clients that I'm working with. And I, I, I would imagine there's better part of probably 200 properties that are being transacted right now amongst all the clients on some actions. And some people are just buying their first place. Some people are buying, they're refinancing multi-unit uh, portfolios and pulling out like seven figures to redevelop and reinvest and forming new partnership. Some people are, are building and developing. Some people are leaving a job. Some people are having better relationships. Some people are having deeper connections with their spouses. Some people are even asking a significant other to, to get married, right? So there's just a wonderful group of people that I'm helping with. And I'm so honored and blessed just to play a small role in their development as people. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I take no credit whatsoever. They're the ones doing all the work. And I'm just part of um, the process to help help guide them a little bit be almost like maybe the best analogy would be a sherpa or somebody who helps enhance and speed up the process that they're on so long story short is that I would just be honored if any of you are listening to this and maybe you would like a coach or a mentor to guide somebody to help you take things to the next level for you. I would be honored to have that conversation to see if there's a fit and maybe there's a service level and a package that can uh, really resonate with you to help you move forward. So wherever you're listening to this, click on the link, click on a consultation, book a time, answer a few questions, and I'd be honored to help. Okay, gang, let's, uh, you know what? I mentioned this in the interview that I had with Olivier, but I'm going to end off the podcast this way anyways. Remember, gang, in every interaction you have with another person, always, always, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.